I'm Sandy. And I'm Amy. We're two women taking on life's questions as posed by our listeners. In this podcast, we're channeling over 10 decades of life experience to tackle the probing questions and issues by first recognizing the real and life situations. While we also pursue the ideal in the conversations. Thanks for joining us. And if you like our podcast, please share, rate, review so others can listen in. Now to our conversation. Today we're talking about wants and needs. And this is kind of an interesting conversation because we're in a different time right now where wants and needs are ever evolving, right? Right. And trying to figure out what that really means. You know, it's interesting how things that you thought were needs, uh, you find out are really wants because you can do without them. And um, yeah, I, you know, one conversation that we had had, Amy, I had shared how I was doing my taxes and pulling together my financials for my business year over year and how everything was out of whack when you compared it, you know, meals, yeah. travel, even revenue being down, but then there were flow throughs because I was getting repaid for things, the type of revenue. And then I looked at it and it's like, wow, a year ago, I would have thought these are absolute needs of my business or me as a person. And they went away. And other things like having a professional Zoom account and um, uh, self-care, you know, making sure that when the gym's open, I've got my gym membership and all those things, food, groceries went higher and meals went down. And uh, yeah, it's been a great reflection and a perfect time for it. Uh, did you do the same exercise, Amy? Have you noticed the same thing when you went back and looked at your year? Yeah, yeah you know, I've done it with my business and also with the association that I serve on the board, both of them. Uh, there's been a huge, like, we have to put asterisks by some numbers and say pandemic, you know, right. <laughs> because there's these huge shifts of what we're spending and what we're not spending. And personally, so business-wise, it has been an opportunity to reevaluate, you know, right. what I thought was important and what we were fine without and what we had to invest in. And then the other piece is uh, that personal and what I've been spending personally, like you said, groceries, I, my grocery cooking bill and uh, has gone way up, but, but we don't eat out and, and we don't go to bars and drink. So my, my consuming of alcohol out has gone down, but then my consuming, uh, my purchasing of alcohol, um, for the house, I wouldn't say it has gone up, but it's been more intentional. Like I joined that naked wine. Yes. Because yes. I'm like, I'm going to be more intentional about who I'm supporting mm -hmm. and how I'm spending my dollars. And so um, I'm really enjoying this intentionality around finances. So the title of our discussion, Needs and Wants, was a big flashback for me. When we talked about that this was something we're going to discuss one of my, I don't know, claim to fame, one of those things that you might not know about me was I was, the, I was the junior <laughs> achievement teacher for all three of my boys when they were going through grade school. 
And I would, that was one thing, you know, some moms like to be at the Valentine party. Some moms like to organize the PTO because I worked full-time and my background was business. I loved going into the schools and teaching junior achievement. And I, for all three boys, if they had a pro, some years they didn't have programs and I don't know if everybody's familiar with junior achievement, but basically it's teaching business uh, classes to grade school children at their level, gaming, yeah. all different kinds of fun things. And they give you the full packet. So it was kind of fun because you felt like you're a teacher. And I always liked that when I was young to pretend to be a teacher. So you got your little junior achievement packet and I'd go, oh, usually, um, I think there might've been seven or eight different sessions and then they graduate and get a certificate at the end. But there was uh, one session that was called needs versus wants. And it was teaching the kids, what's the difference between a need and a want and having them think in that mentality uh, when they make purchasing decisions. And I've always gone back to that as an adult saying, you know, sometimes we all need to go back to junior achievement and think about the core about what do you really need? What do you really want? In those very simplistic grade school type terms, we need food, okay? That is, a, that is something that we need, but you know, a want would be eating out four times a week or taking carry out, right? And, and just assessing in those simplistic terms. And I've seen COVID as it relates to money and how we spend it a perfect exercise to determine what's a need and what's a want. And, you know, the reason we look back is so we can better look forward, right? So whether it's our personal finances, our business finances, our national association, our consulting, I, I consult a lot of businesses. We look back to look forward. And so many things, we talked about zero-based budgeting, is what, what, what do you really, what are the things that are needs? What are the things that are wants? And I, I would say too, back to going back to grade school, a great uh, way to look at it too is a want isn't a bad thing, but it's, it, it's acknowledging that it is a want and it's that extra special thing. I think when we get in the mindset that something is up, everything is a need, that's when you get into a lot of trouble financially and maybe it takes the fun out of it. What do you think about that, Amy? I mean, do you, when you look at your needs and wants, is, is, yeah. is it such a bad thing to have wants? No, oh my gosh. I, I don't think it's a bad thing to have wants. It's funny, um, my husband and I just last night had a discussion on what was in our bucket list. And those are kind of wants. I mean, it's right. like, what's, what's the dream? What's the, um, what do we want? What do we want, you know, for the next, in the next 10 years? Like what's on the bucket list. Right. And I, that's kind of important to have because needs is identifying what's essential and right. what do you, what, like what you have to have. And wants is kind of that, Ooh, if I had $10,000, what would I do with that just for some fun? You know, what that would, and that's kind of a crazy number, but hmm, I don't know what I do. <laughs> um, but, but I will say that word essential, because I was thinking about this, um, the, everybody defines that different and making sure that you're, what you're saying is essential is really essential and not just the extra stuff. So, you know, keeping those needs to the essential. 
I, I think I love what you said you did last night, you and Tom talking about needs versus wants. I think a great exercise is, first of all, to categorize what is a need versus a want, just mentally in your head, because things like bucket lists, when wants become essential, like, I'm just going to throw out an example. Every year we take the same vacation. It's become a tradition. It becomes, you think it's essential, but maybe you're not doing things on your bucket list because you're not thinking about that as, okay, maybe I can, it's not I can uh, do something different this time. We need to explore other avenues because that's really what a want is. It's not essential. So you can you can go outside the lines a little bit or ch- shake things up if you see things as not being an essential as something I have to, I have to buy, I have to do um, and, and keep it that way. Because I think that's a better way of fulfilling your bucket list and bringing a little bit of uh, fun to life if you think outside your box. Right, right, right. Just like cooking got so, fun. Cooking got fun because um, yeah. it didn't seem essential that we had to go out to eat so many times a week. And all of a sudden it's like, it's it's kind of fun to cook. It's kind of fun to say, you know, have a little bit of help in the kitchen and have that, that bottle of wine going and trying different things and flavors and finding out that cooking is fun because, yeah, you know, we're kind of forced That's to. been a great experience. Yeah, it's been a really great experience. And the other piece you know, like the, the wine, I was talking to someone last, last night about that wine subscription and supporting those small wine companies uh, with the naked wines. And they're not a sponsor, although I think we talk about them because we're both doing it, but um, getting to engage with small winemaker, it's been more of an experience than just a drink for me. And which has been so much fun um and it's definitely a want um but it's really added elevated the um experiences are important right now that's what i think that's what i'm noticing experiences because they're so limited and what we can actually do that they're they're becoming a little bit more of a necessity of making the most of what we can do and relationships are important and even yeah. though they're winemakers, there's a bit of a relationship. I like to, I make sure I do my reviews. I enjoy it. When I get a note back, there's a, there, there's a, there's a person to person contact, which is really important. Um, needs versus wants. I'm going to throw this one out there, Amy close. Okay. So I'm a bit of a clothes <laughs> horse. I love stitch fix. I love, I like to buy clothes. I think I'm pretty picky about it because I don't like things to sit in my closet but one thing, the needs versus wants, we all know as it relates to clothes, uh, we definitely don't need as many clothes when we're quarantined, right? And when we're in the house more. The one thing that it really helped bring to my attention is because I wasn't wearing them as much and I looked at them in my closet, I, I have a much higher awareness for how often I bought things that were wants and you know, back to me wanting to wear something every day and go through my wardrobe. I have a whole different appreciation for, for continuing to buy clothes and fill a closet that really isn't necessary. And again, now I'm trying to get my ROI out of my clothes, but sometimes taking a step back on wants, you can find out that sometimes you can want too much and and really not even appreciate it. Right. It's like, wow, this is a lot of clothes. This is, this is a lot. 
Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. And I think clothing is one of those that's very gray for me because it's one of those that I could very easily say it's a need. You know, I can justify it in my head, like what you were talking about, those wants that become needs. Um, I can look at a shirt and I can say, you know what, I need that for work and I can make it a need, even though it's probably really a want. <laughs> it's, um, I, that's an interesting concept of those wants that turn into needs. And that we I'm be, telling you turn the yeah. wants, there's reasons we want things because they make us happy, right? And back to the junior achievement. Okay, you know, back to needs and why I, I, I need this. I need this to make me happy. I need this. And then we do this thing of uh, rationalizing. And I, I've always said, Amy, if you want somebody to help you rationalize a per purchase, take me with you. And I will tell you why you deserve it, why you need it. I'm really, really good at that. So if you need that friend, that is me. I will do that. But you deserve it. You need it. Because I do like little gifts. I do like spoil to yourself. spoil yeah. myself. Right. It, but on the other hand, if somebody's in doubt, I'm the first one to say when in doubt, don't. But if you, you want an influence one way or the other, I'm there. But, but we do need these little things. To, tell me what you need. Tell me what you need and I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you rationalize and make that decision. But, but maybe it's maybe the, the lesson learned in COVID with needs versus wants is we don't need to get rid of the wants, but maybe in smaller doses, Right. I mean, do you feel like yeah. before COVID, I, a reminder I had to myself is, boy, we're so lucky to have the freedoms we have, to have, to live in a country that we live in, that we have so many luxuries and so many businesses around shopping for you. I mean, I have HelloFresh delivered. I get my, you know, so I talk about cooking. I mean, seriously, Sandy. Yes, I do go to the grocery store, but not the way my mother did, right? But we have all these wonderful things and- I think we all have learned that there are things that we've taken for granted, but we also have grown accustomed to having things in large quantity. And I don't believe in the scarcity mentality, but maybe toning it down a little bit has been a good thing. You know, so the wants aren't in overdrive. You know, I, I can have a relationship. I'll go back to business. I can have, I've learned that I can have very good relationships with, uh, business collaborations with networking, and I don't have to go out to a happy hour or lunch to accomplish that. There's other ways that we can have that goal, right? Um, right. And, you know, and along those lines, I remember in March, April last year, when this was all starting, and, um, you know, Tom and I were like, okay, we don't know what this is going to look like. Like, what impact is it going to have on us financially? Because it was just so unknown, everything shutting down and if it was going to affect our incomes, if it was what it was. So we really took a big look at what we were spending money on. And we're right. like, okay, we have to, just in case, like our incomes drop and we don't have an income, we need to start reevaluating what we're spending money on. And even doing that was a good exercise. And fortunately, nothing 
catastrophic happened. So we were okay. But going through that exercise of if I had, you know, half my income, what things do I need to cut out? And what do I need to um, do so that I'm protecting what's essential? Basically. And did you find Garrett likes to call it the nugget? We Garrett and I went through a similar exercise and it's interesting that essential, we call it the monthly nugget. What would we really need? Right. Let's just say there was no work or there was very, very little the needs because needs equals essential equals that monthly nugget. It's amazing how yeah. small it can be, you know, Oh yeah. Even when it comes, yeah. okay, let's say eating, it's fun to have different things to eat. What we've learned is the two of us going to the grocery store, we could live off of about the same, you know, we, we kind of have our staples for breakfast or a light lunch or a snack. There aren't that many foods. I mean, we could eat pretty lean. It's really the dinner where, you know, I try to make something different, bigger ingredients, you know, more expensive proteins, but that nugget or that essential could be cut way down. You know, we have utilities, you know, we really look at what we would need and the nugget yeah. between needs and wants and that exercise that you and Tom went through of uh, what, what could this look like? It's actually pretty relieving when you look at what little you could live off of if need. Right. Well, and yes. And it's funny because now that when you're talking about that, I'm like, oh my gosh, we even had this discussion yesterday afternoon because we met with our insurance agent and it was a little like, and it was for life insurance and things have changed in our right. life. Like our kids are older. We're like, we don't need as much insurance because if something happened, um, you know, we would simplify, we could cut back very easily, we could, you know, move to a smaller house, right. like we, we would be okay with less. So that, that high need of protecting, you know, for our children's educations and all that stuff is right, dramatically dwindled. So we started going through that conversation of, um, you know, we can, we need to adjust this stuff. We, we don't have to have these high insurances anymore, life insurances. So um, it's kind of, it was kind of fun to go through it though, because I'm like, okay, so what if this happened? What would it look like? And, um, and we were like, we, we could be okay. We, we don't need, you know, whatever. I had somebody say it's a great sure. exercise and we've been yeah. through that quite a bit because we it's a it's a great exercise everybody should be going through their finances it's a great time of the year to do that but also getting back to that simplistic needs wants essentials what really is there I I was leaving one job and I had someone telling me you can't do this you know you're making way too much money you need this you're and I'm like why do I need this my kids are grown you know, they're, they're going to need you. And I'm thinking, you know what, I, the, the day that I need to do something because I have to worry about them caring for themselves when they're adults is a philosophy that my parents, my grandparents didn't buy into. And to me, that's handcuffs. And I do think regardless of which side of the equation you're looking at, whether it's how you're spending your money or how you're making the money to cover what you're spending your money, turning wants into needs 
is handcuffs because now you've handcuffed yourself because you believe it's essential you, to have that money to get there. And I think that's where people get into a lot of trouble. So the simplicity of needs agree. versus wants is a great thing. Completely agree. All right, so we have some questions here, but first, um, one of the conversations that came up yesterday when Tom and I were talking about insurance and the insurance guy was like, you know, you want to leave stuff for your children. <laughs> I was like, so many, you, many years ago. Okay, do you oh, I know, exactly. remember that book that I know. you talked so, about? Yep. I know. There was, there was this concept of how to die broke. Yes, yes. And, and I remember hearing this and I'm like, yeah. And I, re and I've told my mother this many times. I'm like, spend your money, like, enjoy it. You've worked for it, spend it. You know, I would prefer you to enjoy it than think that you have to save it to hand it on to me. So that's exactly what Amen. I was telling the insurance guy. I go, I'm, I'm not your perfect client because, um, you know, the money's for us. It's not for me to leave my children money uh, it's for us to spend <laughs> so I, he wasn't you know he, <laughs> needless to say he wasn't super excited by my philosophy but um i was wondering as a financial consultant what do you think like you're a finance person what are your thoughts my thoughts are i i part of it is finance and personal that i don't see a lot of benefit personally, when wealth is transferred from generation to generation, because there's a lot of bad that can go with that too. Um, I totally believe in exactly what you and Tom have said about what looking at your children and their ages and what really is essential. Like you want to make sure that they have guardians, that they do have enough money to have their schooling, what things you need taken care of, that whoever is taking care of them has that money. But to accumulate wealth to pass it down from generation to generation, you know, have you, you don't dying broke. I don't like that term because nobody wants to get very, very sick and not have a nest egg where you can have the right health care to take care of you, nor do you want to leave your uh, kids, your beneficiaries, to go negative once the house is sold. I mean, you want to provide enough cushion. How about that? So to yeah, me, yeah, it's yeah. what's that nugget? You don't die wealthy. How about that? Die okay. comfortable. Die. That's okay. how I'd put it. I'm a very practical person. <laughs> die comfortable that there maybe there's a little bit that they can take a trip. You know, it's I've always said, Amy, I never want to win the lottery. I have no interest in that. Like the little lottery. Anything less than a million dollars good, anything more than a million dollars bad. I've never seen anything good come from it. Same thing with inheritance, leaving a little bit that they yeah. can say, guess what? We were able to put a down payment on a house. Thank you, grandma. Um, something like that. A little thing. We went on a family trip to Alaska and we, we did it for grandma and grandpa with the money that we had inherited. Perfect. You know, that's my philosophy. I, you know what? I, I love that perspective too, because it's like a little gift for them. You're taken care of, you're, you, you were able to provide for yourself and you left them a little gift, but it's not a life changer of woohoo, I'm quitting my job and I'm, you know, doing whatever. <laughs> and it's a cushion that you yourself never, cause we don't know when we're going to die. We don't know what health looks like. Providing it's so, so that's not a great answer to the finance people, right? Because you don't know these things and you're <laughs> no. guessing. So yeah. maybe don't dry, don't, don't die broke, die comfortable. 
and smiling okay, and having like <laughs> and enjoy what you've worked for. Right. I mean, enjoy that's the hard thing. For. It's, uh, you know, you're, we're kind of getting at that age where we've been socking away the money and what is it that we want to start enjoying part of it? You know, if, you know, so anyway, all right, here's the question. One of our questions, do less frequent purchases of once make the select purchases more gratifying? I think so. I think so too. I think think it's because when you're, when you're buying less then when you are making a purchase, it's super, well, I keep saying this word, it's super intentional. It's like, this is something, it's a need and it could be a need and a want, like a high need, high want, and it kind of matches up to be purposeful. And I'd match it with, so same theory, but how I'd apply it to myself is we have a much smaller house, right? Um, and I was very intentional about either things that I moved in my closets or whenever I buy things. Okay. But I use everything. I don't have as much, it's not quantity, but I, whether it's sentimental, whether it's the quality, whether I really enjoy what I have and there aren't things back to the closets that are sitting in closets, I use everything. So less is so much more for me and much more fulfilling too much of anything whether it's frequent purchases to me is overwhelming and it does take the value away from what you have. I just, I'm a firm believer in less is more and even narrowing down the things that give you pleasure, right? There are things that I used to spend a lot of money on that I don't buy anymore. And I've got my handful of things that are, and clothes are going to, clothes will always be one of them. No doubt about that. I'm uh, teaching a class this week on minimalism. Actually, it's my, I do a two-part series every mm-hmm. semester at uh, the community college. And um, it's always interesting to hear how people transform their thought process of uh, starting out with feeling overwhelmed with too much. And then on, by the second one, they're starting to go through their stuff and they're they're beginning that process of having boundaries around um, how many books they have, their closets, and they're 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 honoring the stuff that they have, <laughs> like the nice. stuff that they are, they're keeping. It feels more important because they've chosen it instead yeah. of just keeping it because they feel obligated. So it's it's a fun process to watch this class go through it each each time. I enjoy it. All right, our final discussion question is what's the real in these situations and what's the ideal? The real is we're always going to be buying stuff and not everything. <laughs> right? And we're always going to want stuff. I mean, we're always going, there's not many times that you're going to be, even like at the grocery store, you may have feel impulses. So you'll want something that's not needed, but yeah, let, let me say the new specialty cheese section that they have in everyone. And for my husband, it'd be the sushi bar. So that's us at the grocery <laughs> store. Yeah, but it, and the ideal is, I think the ideal is recognizing the difference, right? Making yeah. it simplistic, recognizing the difference and letting yourself have those wants and know that's what it is. And I think you know, you nailed it a couple of times with the big, 
you know, minimalism or however you want to put it is make the wants special, right? And don't push them to be essential, but celebrate them in being something that you're celebrating for yourself because it obviously is something that you enjoy. Um, but distinguishing the difference, I think, takes away handcuffs too because it reminds yourself that you have freedom to do other things. And the minute you take that freedom because away from yourself, uh, the less fun life is. Yeah. That is so true. It's, yeah, very good. Hey, you know, I love talking to you about money. You're such a wise one. <laughs> You've got good financial advice. It's good. All right. So um, our wrap question for today is, what is your favorite want purchase of 2021 so far? Oh, wow. Okay. I well, like that. I like this question. You go first. I have to think about that. I, I do buy quite a few things. So I like little things. Hey, you know what? I, I've been buying, um, I've been buying some things online too. I, I'm getting mostly books. Those are, and uh, they're a high need in my mind because they're very professional development, personal growth type things. So to me, it's a high need want and it, it kind of fills that that spot. But um, my most frivolous purchase was something I've been wanting to try forever. And I was getting my hair done on Tuesday, talking to my hairdresser about it. And I bought fake eyelashes. Did you? <laughs> Are they hard? I did. I don't have them. No, I'm not. Because I, I, I'm going to see if I like them, but they have them now that are magnetic. So that was very frivolous. Not necessary at all, but uh, I'll let you know how it goes. Nice. <laughs> it's kind of fun to to challenge myself a little different and go out there. I don't like wearing mascara; it bothers my eyes, and so I was like, "Well, try, can I try this." So anyway, I love it. I love it. It's funny. Um, yeah, I I actually just got some mascara off of Amazon. Gosh, I would tell you, my brother and sister in law have a shop called pine and ivy in texas and one thing with COVID is she does all these online live sales and my husband's like you got another pine and ivy box it's been fun for me to redecorate the house and some of it's seasonal so i have a lot of seasonal like fourth of july i've got this nice table that's at the front that i decorate in seasons and yeah so i would tell you it's refurbishing the household things with totally wants. And, and, and because I'm home all the time, it makes me happy. You know, I've got all these little things. So yeah, that's what I'd say mine is, is household purchases, keeping. And she was surprised because those short holidays, she said in her live sales, she didn't carry a lot of Valentine's Day because she thought it's such a quick season. We just got done with Christmas. She sold out right away. And, and my point was, I think a lot of people are like me, every holiday now they're wanting to have that tray on the kitchen table or that table people are spending more money on their homes because they're spending more time there right they want to enjoy yeah. The, yeah you're yeah you're you're, you're looking here. at it all day right. long well plants, that, plants. my little fake plants i bought <laughs> recently because no plants are living in my basement office <laughs> And I know I we're running out of time. How many people do you know, my niece that have, they, they say they have a jungle in their house because they're buying live plants. The, oh the, yeah. You know what? And 
I have heard that and people um, closed their offices down and brought their office plants to their homes. And right. so I've heard a lot. Of, and I actually, it's funny, my hairdresser, she's, she's a fun person. She's taking um, plant classes. Like she's taking classes, learning how to nurture her plants nice. more. And she was showing me her jungle. So anyway, it's Love kind it. of fun. Love yeah. It. All right. Well, thanks for the conversation. This was great. Love the topic. All right, Amy. Yeah. Until next week. Until Bye, next everyone. Week.